Bite my tongue? Never. See, what they don't know what is, they don't know is they don't they're know tuning in to DBYC Podcast, and I'm just discovering the world around me. Kaisha, I love you. Be like God is telling you to keep going. You quit on yourself, you really down bad. Tune in Wednesdays at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Welcome back to Don't Bite Your Tongue Podcast with your host, Taisha. Today, we have a new guest on our show, and today's episode is going to be about financial responsibility. Money is a staple in our economy, and as things change, so does the value of money. A lot of people have a difficult time when it comes to financial responsibility because they may not understand money as well as they think they do. If your goal is to become more knowledgeable about budgeting and building finances, keep listening. So can you tell us some reasons that people may not be good with money? I think people like to keep up with the trends of today. So therefore, instead of saving money, they like to spend their money on what is considered popular, which even if two products can be pretty much similar, if one costs, let's just say $100 and one costs 20, the one that costs 20 is looked down upon opposed to the one that costs 100 because if you spend more money, a lot of people like to look like they're doing better in life. But what about the quality of the product? Sometimes it can be that it costs more because either more time is went into the product or the fact that it just has better material. True. I do agree with that. But a lot of times, can you say you've never bought uh, or purchased an item that you didn't even try the knockoff first just because of the fact that it was a knockoff? Yeah, I mean, I have. I, but I, I feel like I've done it both ways mm-hmm. to where maybe I was short or didn't want to spend as much money because I had, you know, other things to spend my money on and was like, oh, well, maybe I can try this for this one time, even if it was like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, maybe this is a weaker product. So, yeah, I have. All right. Well, let's just say if... You would have bought the cheaper product and you know you want to buy maybe say, let's say every two weeks and it was only maybe like $10 different. But every two weeks, that's $20 a month that you can put back and put towards something else. So would you say that you're financially responsible? I mean, for the most part, but I think we all have those times that we're going to spend money that we probably shouldn't spend. But for the most part, I do consider myself responsible with money. So in that uh, case, how do you manage to stay consistent and not spend as, like most of your money that you make? Well, for me, I like to like have a budget. Okay. And I plan. And it, let's just say, if I say if I have a thousand dollars, that's my budget. Once I reach that thousand dollars, maybe, and if I make a little bit more money, that's I might consider that my free money. And even then, I'm only going to consider a portion of that as free money. Right. Because I think you never know when you're going to need extra money. So it's always important not to just throw away anything. So, but I think it's important also for you to buy yourself something that makes you feel good every now and then to keep you going because who just wants to work 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 and put all their money aside for someone else to spend later in life because I mean you're just going to leave it to someone else so me personally I do want to enjoy some of my money so I'm going to do that okay 
I know um, maybe a month ago when I was at work, I was listening to a podcast and it was like, don't spend over 40% of your check. Do you agree with that? I mean, on the most part, I do agree with that. We know that you have kids. So for those who also have kids, how would you suggest introducing the concept of finances to them? Well, to me, when my children were younger, we opened savings account. We let them save their coins, even though now today we know you're not really using coins and stuff because everyone have cards and stuff. But we introduced them to like saving um, money and then actually taking them to the bank and letting them deposit their own money into their accounts. Mm -hmm. Um, That was one way. Another way was when they wanted something, we made them earn the money instead of just giving them everything they wanted. We like you can wash the dishes and we'll give you a monetary amount or whatever. And if they wanted something, they know what it took to get that X amount of money. Mm-hmm. And so if they felt it was worth it, they spent it. If they didn't, they they saved it. And sometimes they spent it and sometimes they felt like it wasn't worth it. But if we had just kept buying it, I don't think they ever would have looked at the price. It's funny because even like when we were kids, like the play money that helped too and like uh just we had the booklets that had the um money in it too like the math things because you know study time was something in our house that (laughs) it was a a must you you couldn't go a summer without learning in this house so that i think that helped too and just being able to talk to y'all about finances was um just being able to speak to your parents and everything about money and them being honest about it and not trying to hide it because I think that some parents try to make it seem like they never struggle in front of their kids because they don't want their kids to get like a a different image of them but in our house it was like if we're going through something y'all were vocal with it and y'all let us know like hey we got to cut back on x y and z and that I feel like that taught us like hey turn off the lights when you're not using it uh save energy save water save this because while you're not using it and it's still on money is still being put towards it when it could be put towards something else so i think that was a good thing uh growing up too do you think those lessons that you guys taught us um was like a success or like kind of are we stumbling are we failing at it what you think i honestly do and a lot of times people are biased when it comes to their own children but i like to really look at it and see because to me you're not helping your children by putting them up and lying to them just to make them feel good so even if it hurts i like to try to be as honest as possible and put it i mean i like to try to keep it intact but for the most part i think all my children are responsible with money now are they as far as i think they were when i was their age maybe not but i don't think that has nothing to do with being unresponsible or something like that i think it has to do with how life is now Mm -hmm. because when we was growing up or in the age that my children are now things was a lot cheaper even though we made less money we still was able to get so much more how much y'all make like 425 if you like to be honest i mean that was, that was like minimum wage that's so. man that's still crazy like when you said out loud just be like 425 but you right though like even though it was 425 y'all were able to get way more than what we can get yes because i mean if we pay like x amount of money for something and it 
was like considered a lot, we saw what we got. Yeah. Today, it's like the prices that they're charging for things, it's like, I don't even understand the reason they're charging that amount. And it makes it, I mean, it just makes it where you can't really get ahead as far as fast as we did. Yeah, it's been a lot of people who like came on here and talked about like, oh, I still live at home. I feel so, so bad about myself. And like even uh, it was a dude at work. He was telling me he was like, he's 25 and he's still living at home. His mom and he just feel like a bum and everything. And I was trying to explain to him like things aren't the same. So don't feel bad about it because I mean, we all in the same predicament. And if we're not like if people have moved out, either they're they have an uh another source of income or they ha- they're just a leg up or they're out there struggling and just don't want nobody to know it but at least they got their own yes or have assistance i mean some people i just don't think no one can look up on themselves as a bomb unless you're staying at home not helping out with any kind of the financial responsibility that goes on in that household but if, if you are doing that you're teaching yourself that okay this is the things that i have to do when i get out and if you're able to control that and save money at the same time to me i look at it as a responsible thing because why get out there and struggle as hard like it is today just to come back home a couple months later if you're really not ready so wouldn't it be the smart thing to save first and help whoever you stand with whether it's your parents a friend or whoever help them out while helping yourself out until you're ready to get out there and tackle this world because once those bills start they don't stop yeah especially if you staying at home uh i think that like i've always told you like i'm not gonna leave until i get x y and z because it's like go out there and struggle for what when i have like stability here and i can i can save my money i can buy what i need and i can help so it's like i'm just winning every single time like when i get paid and then with growing up here as well it's like y'all always taught us like go get go do your own thing go get your own stuff if you, if that's what you need so it's like uh, I got my photography and everything trying to start up and get us a, a extra amount of income even if it's you know however it's gonna come it's gonna come and if if you want more then you gotta work and you know do what you gotta do so that's pretty cool when it comes to like bigger purchases such as like buying a house or a car or like even TVs are really kind of expensive too. Um, what process do you go through to plan out uh, efficiently to get those things? Well, I was 21 when I first got my house. To be honest, I did not plan. Okay. And that, I'm not saying that I suggest that, I'm just saying that's what happened. Um, I was living in an apartment and for one, I couldn't justify while I was paying a water bill in another city. It made no sense to me. I've never heard of that. That was one thing that always bothered me. Another thing that always bothered me was every time six months, the rent would go up, but nothing was changing. So they wasn't like improving anything nothing or like, what is it, renovations? No, it was nothing, nothing. It was just every six months when you get ready to resign the lease, the money was going up. Or another thing that um, bothered me is at any time they could sell the apartments and you could just lose your home, you know? I mean, you just oh, wow. out with nowhere to go. So that's when we decided we just, we had no clue how to go about buying a house. But we got in touch with a real estate agent and she took us there and told us what everything we needed to do and we did it. And 
So, like, with you not having, like, any knowledge of buying a house. no knowledge. That's what I'm saying. Like, were you, were you skeptical about the real estate agent? Like, like them pulling the wool over your eyes and stuff like that. I guess because I was so young, I didn't think about that kind of stuff. And, and I'm not saying that's smart. Yeah. I'm just saying, telling the truth. Did not even think about it. I mean, I found someone. I didn't just go out and find someone. I found someone that other people had, yeah. you know. So it wasn't like I just went on the internet and found them or something. But yeah. it was... <laughs> But I'm just saying it was someone who was like in the local community and we talked to her and we met with her and we met with loan officers and they told us what we needed to do and we did it. I mean, didn't think we could, but because we was like, I mean, you know, we just trying something because who buys a house at 21? Our parents don't even own a house. (laughs) But it happened and at 24, we was buying our second home. That's crazy. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm um, going to switch gears here. And can you describe an impulse buyer to me? I think an impulse buyer is someone who just buys things. Like, rather, they're bored. Um, if they go in a store, they can't control they themselves. Sometimes I think that's me, too. I mean, I'm not even going to lie. Sometimes I'll go to the store with my children. And I'm like, I'm just going to pick up one or two items. When we leave, we have everything in the car. <laughs> And probably not, and probably even, not what even what we needed, what we came for. And it's like, how did we end up with all this? So I think all of us have that impulsiveness to buy things, yeah. but I think long as you control it the majority of the time, you're okay. You know, they say that's associated with like uh, bipolar and ADHD. Maybe then I guess my whole family have it because we most definitely do, do it. Oh man. That's what, do, but do you remember, um, what was the, it was the ice skating show on Netflix? Um, yes, yes, yes. And she and she was bipolar, mm-hmm. and she when she had got off her meds, she started going crazy with the money. Yeah, she was like, "Oh, I need this. I need. I want that." Yeah, when she had a boyfriend credit card or something. Man, like that. Yeah. yeah, that that was that's a good show. I just can't remember the show name. Um, but what what do you? Maybe you know, I, maybe I know her name was Cat, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good show though. They should have made a season two. Um. But what makes a person become an impulse buyer? Like, do you think it's just the fact that we see so many things and, like, we live in, like, a consumerism? Honestly, I think everyone... The reason I say everyone, because say if you was brought up in money, Mm -hmm. you're so used to getting what you want and just swiping a card and getting it, they might not even think of it as impulsive buying, just think of it as just something they want at that moment. And I think some regular people, like myself... I think maybe when you was growing up, you wasn't able to get everything you wanted. And now that you're in a better situation and you can get it, if you want it, you get it. You know, I mean, yeah, I think all of us have it in us. I think some people just control it more based on money. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So if I don't have it, of course I can't be an impulsive buyer because I don't have the money to buy it. That is true. But what about in the sense that you have a credit card and you know those people, some people aren't responsible with credit cards. Now, I I'm, I I wouldn't say I'm not responsible, but I have sometime in a part of my life when things got rough, you needed those credit cards. Are they good? Depends on how you use them. You know what I'm saying? But 
at one point in life, I wasn't good with it either, but I needed them to help raise my children and get me where I needed to be to, I got to a better place to pay the credit cards off. When I did, I paid the credit cards off. And, and I mean, I never messed my credit up because I never missed payments and anything, but I'm saying I overspent. And then only Mike paid the minimum balance or a little above the minimum balance, you know? So where did your education of credit cards come from? By me using them. I didn't even know about credit cards, honestly. They sent me a credit card invitation in the mail. I filled it out and I learned everything about the credit cards by using the credit cards and be like, oh, okay, if I pay this bill, I get it back. Okay, and then like, okay, this is not gonna work. It's gonna take me too long to pay it off if I keep spending it time I pay it back. You know what I'm saying? And as you grow up, you just develop a better understanding mm -hmm. of the credit cards you know yeah it i think most of my like my financial stuff either came from here or even like you know how i was in high school and i had like financial literacy and i was i don't know how i got on the pathway of accounting but i was in there <laughs> and i think having that perspective of hey if you want this type of lifestyle you got to make x amount of money you can't just look at it at face value because it's like then you gotta look at uh interest and you gotta look at taxes and you gotta look at us uh, really um, a lot of things so i think that um people honestly i feel like financial literacy is a class that everybody should be able to take so do i i think it's a lot of classes in um school that people should take mm -hmm. to help them learn about the real world because so they don't have to do like me and maybe others who just do things just to do it but really had no clue yeah. learned as they went because that's one thing i would give parents now if you know how this stuff works don't just let your children dig the same hole that you dug for yourself teach them and hope that they can do better with their money than you did even if you feel like you're doing great now or whatever they can avoid some of the mistakes if you possibly just talk to them about things you know yeah i agree with that because i think a lot of people uh put the blame on the school system and if you look at it we only have so much time in a day at school but i also in that same breath playing devil advocate it's like we learn these same exact things in like elementary, middle school, and high school, but each level we go up, it just gets more in depth. When I think that people kind of shorthand us and um, they don't think that we can handle a deeper sense of education in the lower uh, levels. So like, for example, I feel like whatever you learn in, in maybe middle school, the high school standard for now should be the middle school standard. So you can have more time in high school to learn about uh, real stuff and like more, like even other topics. Like I didn't take psychology till I got to college. Exactly. So. And, and I'm not knocking any teachers, any public school, yeah. anything like that. But I don't think they teach enough to teach you the real world. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand that these children are different. <laughs> they really are. So I can't really argue with that part. But I am going to say some of the things that are taught in school are unnecessary. Should be an elective if you're interested in learning that. Some things in life, like you said, financial literacy, it should be something everyone have to learn because that's something everyone have to deal with whether they want to or not. Yeah. I mean, but the things that they teach in school is like repetitive, like you said to me, it's like just keep going on and on and people are not interested in that. And when they get out of high school, they still, even though people consider them adults, 
Yes. They really have no clue about the adult world, but I'm not putting all that on the teachers. I'm right. putting that yeah. on the parents also because the parents have to, uh, you're your child's first teacher. Yeah. So you have to teach your child also. But I just think if both went hand in hand, yeah. it would probably better round that child for more success in their life. I mean, that's just my. No, nah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like that's what um, that last little kind of spill was going like. It's not all to the education system. It is um, it is a partnership between the community and the school systems. But even looking at it, like we talk about all the time, it's like parents got to work all day, all day long just to make sure that they kids have food and clothes and shelter and everything. So it's like, where do you get this extra? Because let's say you doing all your work and they going to school and everything. And at home, while you at work, they by themselves, right? So they're teaching them sales and everything and you can't afford nobody to come and really entertain them or teach them some more when you're gone so it's like it's a it's hard out here so i really think that people should uh, kind of come together and like the community or yes. the village because like you might be strong in this point mm-hmm. i might be strong in this point but if we can all teach our kids maybe we can like help <laughs> you know, build the bridge or something to help each other out instead of everyone looking out only for themselves. themselves. I I, I agree with that. Okay, hearing more people speak about financial freedom, do you think it's just wishful thinking or do you think it's actually achievable? I'm not going to say I don't think it's achievable, but do I think it's achievable for everyone? No, I do not. I mean, that's just my honest opinion. If it was that easy, I don't think so many people would struggle today. But do I think a lot of people want it and probably try a little harder today? Maybe. But I also think that today people look as if everything's just going to come to them just because they put it in the air and put it out there. I'm not that person. Yeah, you can put it in the air and you can work hard. But do you like let's just put it out there. One profession. You want to start your own business. How many other people do you like not just from the internet like you personally know who does that is that same thing how many do you think every last one of y'all are going to succeed in that same business okay I, I see where you're going with this um i think that's like in a in a sense that's when you have to go the extra mile when you create your business and trying to make it different how are you different from everybody else because one small change and you could be that next you yes and i'm and i agree with that but do you think all 10 or 20 people are going to have that one small change they're going to make all 20 or something successful Uh, no i don't i think that it's because everybody doesn't have that same determination. They don't have that same will or grit. So it, at the end of the day, maybe somebody who has all the, the ideas, right? But they don't have no action behind it. So it's not going to work. Or you could work all day and have no idea what you're really doing. So it's like, it's really still not going anywhere. I think the the right combination and the, or the right balance of things can make you that successful person. So you, you speaking it out, yes, but you also following up with action and doing your research and uh doing what it takes to actually get there yeah you i think that people can achieve financial freedom. oh that's what i'm saying though but you see how you're saying some people all of them everybody's not the same they're not not. that's why i don't think that everyone's gonna achieve financial freedom because even though they want it a lot of them don't know what it takes to get it or they're not willing to go through everything it takes and then on top of that like if people think that you can literally work like a nine to five not I work a nine well I work a you know what I work but I work too but at the same time 
you have to understand that you can't work a regular job and achieve that because all that money you're not getting any surplus so when when you're wanting extra or you want to do something else you really can't because you already have obligations to your money and which going to bills and your kids and yourself and everything else you got going on in your life so it's like yeah how do you create uh different sources because they said like for real they said like you need like eight different sources and, and, and i agree with that but only thing i don't agree with with today's generation is a lot of people want all this i don't want to work for no one i don't want to do this and that's fine mm-hmm. but at the same time when they want something and they don't have the money for it they want you to you be the yeah like how do you want me to pay for it because the nine to five is the way i'm getting my money so if you're not willing to do that and you only want to do this mm-hmm. you need to live off only the money you that you're doing to get this money I agree. not my money to come and back you up yeah because you don't agree with what i'm doing mm-hmm. Th- that's the part i have a problem with but People starting their own, I think that's a good thing. I do too. But if you need extra help until you get to where you need to be, I don't think it's nothing wrong with you going out and getting a job to help finance what you need yeah. to help you get there. Yeah, because definitely, you definitely need that uh, steady stream if you're going to try to branch off on your own because yes. it's like, how are you going to finance your your dreams? But you also have, like, say for instance, uh, you work your nine to five, but you come home and you just go to sleep you do that for the rest of the week you don't ever put any time to your own craft it's like how do you really expect people to take you seriously you can't even take yourself seriously because you obviously don't care enough to even take an hour or so to put into yourself to pour back into yourself whether that's reading listening to a podcast or actually implementing like action towards your craft like you can't just think oh I'm gonna get there I'm gonna get there and just be like oh I'm always tired uh," and always complaining making excuses and stuff so yeah I think we're on the same page with that how will people generate generational wealth I think people will generate more generational wealth these days because like a lot of more people are owning homes Mm -hmm. something that when I was growing up a lot of people didn't own their homes they was like always renting something you know what I'm saying but a lot of people are owning homes so therefore if they're able to pass homes and land down to their kids then their kids already have a head start in life. They don't, I mean, and rather they go out and get another one or whatever else, they have that that they can build off of and put their money maybe into stocks or bonds or whatever they choose to, then they don't have to worry about right off if I got a place to stay or anything. Yeah. So that's one way, I mean, I think that is improving generational wealth. What about you? Oh, okay, you turned it right back on me. Um, taking risks right now. Um, doing things that don't necessarily have to be done but you're doing it anyway so like say uh, I want to start a business I start a business now because I don't necessarily have to because if I had to it would probably be more difficult because now more pressure's on you and you're probably not going to enjoy it as much because it's like oh my gosh I have to get this done because if I don't then x y and z and it's a rabbit hole but if you like see that you have a passion for something um, try to pursue it when you can and when you uh, financially can afford it or whatever I think that would be the biggest thing because I think like even older generations probably aren't as big of risk takers because they're scared um not because it's like 
I think it's because it's new. It's newer because it's like it's it's very much accessible to more people nowadays than it used to be in the 1900s um, and before that too. So I think that now that uh, my generation is coming up, we're willing to put ourselves out there a little bit more because we have more platforms too. So it's easier for us to like, just for example, even this podcast, I'm putting myself out there easily. I, I record, I upload and whoever hear it, hear it. And if they don't, they don't. But speaking on what you just spoke on, mm-hmm. I think older people might be less risk takers because of the fact that where they came from, they had, they didn't have much. Right. So th- and okay, even speaking on my own kids, my kids did not go through what I went through as a child. Right. They had everything pretty much. Even though we tried to limit them and make them work for some, I can't sit here and deny act like they didn't have every possible opportunity to help make them their lives easier. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to me for them to take risks because they never had to live that struggle. Yeah, because you walk so we can run. You know, I understand, I mean? but I'm saying <laughs> that's why I think older people are, you know, like, a little bit more on the iffy side. Cautious t- outside because they don't want to go back to what they already have lived. Especially since they have like job security and yes. safe or what these are air quotes, guys, it, uh, job security because you can get really, everybody can get fired. Yeah, you can easily lose your job, but the benefits and everything that comes with it, yeah. it looks uh, more appeasing to people when it's like, oh, well, after 67, 68 years, you can retire. And, and, and I agree with that. I'm just saying like younger people, mm-hmm. like if they never had to go through the struggle. And so they, like how they quit jobs, mm-hmm. they can go to a job. You say something to them that they don't like, they're out of there. You think we was able to quit that fast? I think, no. I think they just have less tolerance because because they don't have to deal with it. Exactly. But I, in, a, in a sense, I think that's a good thing. I think it's it, a good thing and a bad thing, though, because I think that when it's bad because they give up so easily, they feel like any adversity, they can just let it go. They don't have to put up with it because their parents are there. If their parents was not there for them, like we are, do you really think they would quit that easy? I can't speak for everybody because, like, would you? I grew up with you, correct? So, so let's 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 do that like that because you know I hated Burger King for exactly. a fact, but, you but I didn't, right? But I had everything. But you also had me in your ear telling you about the same things I'm talking about now. But you see, it just, I feel like it depends on the person. I think a lot of parents not there for their kids like that. So they didn't have a you. They didn't have you for, like, I had you. So it's different for them. And if they decide to quit because they don't, they don't, they don't necessarily understand the value of, hey, you have to, sometimes you have to persevere through hard times to get to a better place. And they don't understand that. So at the end of the day, yes, that falls on them if they want to quit every single job that they get but they will never under they will never have that sense of oh I'm independent I can do this by myself and if times get tough I can do that that's why a lot of people don't make it because they don't they quit too easily but that's on them that's but you said you thought it was a good thing I, don't. I mean I do think it's a good thing that they can they have that option to oh, okay. you know what I mean like say say uh, they just don't treat you right at your job right but and maybe in the older period of time, it's like, I have to put up with it. When now you can go somewhere else, probably get treated better and get paid more. That is true. But do you also agree that like the kids these days is growing up until the adults that we're leaving this world to, they're kind of like on the lazy side also. 
and y'all might not see it as lazy, but like you're not, you do everything. You will go to work. You will do your podcast. You will do your photography. You'll do a lot of stuff. Yes. So, but you also have always had people in your life telling you, you got to do this. You got to do that. Just because you have everything, you can't just sit here and think that because one day we could be gone. Exactly. So you have to learn to be able to depend on yourself. But if you always quit every time something get hard, what is that really teaching you? Well, look, they probably got parents that do the same thing. That's what I'm saying it's like you we uh, obviously we can't choose who raises us but at the same time i'm glad you raised me because it's like i see other people's parents and how they treat them like first of all people's parents let's let's go back to the housing real quick kicking them out as soon as they get 18 for what so they can struggle i'm glad that y'all not like that because if y'all was you don't you never know where we end up at but y'all giving us the opportunity to actually grow learn about things learn about ourselves learn about the world while we here you know instead of just throwing us out there and being like all right hope you do good see you see you on the next holiday you know what i mean i mean i, I agree I, which I'm not saying I'm right and I'm not saying they're wrong. I just know some people say they feel like if they go ahead and push their kids out that it makes them stand on their own. I just happen to disagree with that, but I'm not saying that I'm right. Yeah. If that makes sense. I think the different parenting styles, I mean, obviously no one's wrong or right yeah. in the situation. Because nothing works 100% for yeah. no one. Yeah. So, but okay. But, yeah, so... We done reached the end of the podcast. Um, I want to thank you for coming out today to speak with us on financial responsibility. And do you have any closing remarks that you want to end off on? I'm just going to say whatever money you make, be happy. Save a little bit of it. Don't just blow it all. So therefore, when hard days come, you have something to fall back on. All right. Well, I don't really have much to say. So that was me and my guest. (laughs) And we are out.